0: Hello, and welcome to the One Link Podcast. I'm Amy, and I'm here with Brad.
1: Good to be here, Amy. Particularly good to be here. God is good.
0: Yes, yes, he is. Well, Brad, I think we can say it is officially our busy season. Although, to be fair, I'm honestly not sure when our busy season isn't.
1: (laughs) True on both accounts. But you're right. I think we are certainly, definitely in our busiest season.
0: Well, in seasons like this, it can be so easy to fall sway to the tyranny of the urgent a phrase that gets tossed about as frequently as the sports metaphors around here. That's right. And while our students aren't facing the exact circumstances that are keeping us running right now, I know we can all relate to being tossed around by our to-do lists, uh, what feels like competing priorities and the endless distractions. So to help speak to the power of perseverance and sticking to it, we've invited a special guest, one of the most persevering people we know, Sherry. Sherry, welcome to the One
2: Link Podcast. Well, thank you, and I'm excited to be here.
1: Now, Cher, you are our third guest that we've had on the One Link podcast, but don't worry, you're not third place in our hearts. We like you all equally. In fact, since I know you are an avid listener to, of the One Link podcast, you are moving up our favorite people list pretty fast.
2: <laughs> Thanks. I've totally enjoyed listening to the podcast and look forward to them each time that they are put out there.
0: We really are so glad that you're here with us today. Well, let's jump in here and start the discussion. Uh, Sherry, maybe you can give us a brief summary of both your overseas experience and what the Lord called you to next. Well,
2: I'd be glad to. In summary, I got to move overseas in 1994. It was for a two-year time in Albania with the plans of returning home for a short time to finish my seminary education and then return back overseas. I was just sure that this was what the Lord was calling me to. I had an overall great experience in Albania, loved the people and connected well with their culture and saw many come to Christ. So upon re- returning to the States, I immediately enrolled in the classes needed to get the 20 hours of seminary, and then was ready to go back overseas. I also plugged back into my home church, which had changed and grown a lot while I had been gone. And I was asked by um, one of the leaders to help begin our youth group by starting a small girls small group. And I thought, well, why not? I'll help get our youth group started and then I'll head back overseas. As Proverbs sixteen nine says, a person's heart plans his way, but the Lord determines his steps. And I kept feeling this nudging to stay and continue my work with the youth as a volunteer. That volunteer position later grew into a full-time youth pastor position. And now I have found myself being in this full-time position for about 18 years now.
1: Hmm. Well, the Lord does have a way of redirecting our steps, doesn't he? Now, Sherry, I also remember that you had a stint here in our office. In fact, nearly every time you come visit, we like to show you where you could put your desk if you ever wanted to come back, so you are not forgotten.
2: Oh, um, I did have a three-year stint working in this office, and it was so cool to hear of how God moved in so many places around the world. I loved helping prepare and train students for the mission field.
1: Well, I'm curious. It's been almost 25 years since you finished your term in Albania. For all our students listening, this is longer than they have been alive. Sorry not to make you feel old or anything today. (laughs) But I've noticed that you uh, are still frequently talking about the nations and working to organize youth trips overseas, even teaching all our youth some Albanian words. So how have you kept this desire to see the gospel go to the nations in front of you for so many years?
2: Well, it has been a long time since I lived in Albania, 25 years. Wow. But that country will always be near and dear to my heart. And I even still wake up dreaming in Albanian um, at times. Not that I speak it well anymore, but I just loved communicating to the Albanian people. How I began to get a heart for the nations is some of how I keep the nations before me. And after I really started walking with Jesus during my college years, I began to read a lot of biographies, and those biographies shaped me a lot. I also began to pray for different countries. And one of those countries was Albania, where people from the U.S. couldn't even get a visa to visit for any amount of time. As I prayed for different nations through using a guide called Operation World, my heart for different people groups grew. I also began to see God's hand in different things happening worldwide. It didn't all seem so disconnected or removed. And I really believe that prayer is what caused the Iron Curtain to fall in 1990 and to open up Eastern Europe so that they could freely hear about the gospel of Jesus Christ. Um, When I was first building a heart for the nations, I didn't know anyone who lived a missional life overseas. But now that has really changed. I have so many friends who live around the world whose newsletters I receive. And so I pray for them. And I'm hoping to help encourage them to stay the course. And one of the easiest ways to gain a heart um, for work overseas is to actually step foot into those other countries and to rub shoulders with people who are there for the long haul. It adds a depth of reality to the importance of people being senders. Now, that is a lot about what I did to build my heart, but I also wanted to transfer it to the youth God has me working with. So when it came to thinking through what I wanted our youth group to do, I began to look where our youth could join people sent out from our church. Just the other day, I had a former youth guy tell me how he had been snapping with a former friend made in Vancouver on one of our mission trips, and he talked about how he was hoping to have some spiritual conversations with him, and that is what I want for our youth. I want to expose them to the needs, both here in the States as well as needs around the world. I want them to see themselves as goers and senders, that they are God's ambassadors wherever God has placed them. I want to help expand their view of the world and to rub shoulders with people on the field who are working hard to make God's love known. It just makes me excited and encouraged to hear
0: those things, Sherry. So what would you recommend to people who are looking to either gain, grow, or, or keep a heart for the lost alive uh, in considering the lost people around the world?
2: I would really recommend for a person to just start with reading or listening to books about some of our incredible missionaries of the past who have laid such an incredible foundation of serving overseas throughout history. You guys have touched on a few of them in some of the podcasts, and even going through and reading those books in more depth would be a great place to begin. And if your church has sent people out, figure out how to get on their newsletter list so you can join them in prayer or use one of our numerous resources that we have access to to begin to pray for the nations. The information is so accessible now and there are numerous apps that can be used to pray. The Operation World that I used in book form is now in an app format and you can get daily notices of how to pray for specific places. Oh, that's so true,
0: Sherry. I know the Lord has used many of those things in my own life And there's something else embedded in what you've shared, and I want to bring it out specifically because it it really stands out in your life. When we thought about having you on the podcast, we wanted to really highlight the idea of the impact that you can have if you stick with something for a long time.
1: Right. I was listening to a message by Louis Giglio a few years ago, and he was talking about a question someone asked him about how to have impact in the world. And his answer surprised me. He said, if you want to have impact, stay in one place for a long time and invest heavily in a few strategic people. You know, here's a person who has traveled all over the world, spoken to hundreds of thousands of people. I was kind of expecting him to say something about that, but instead he spoke about the power of continuity. Now, you've been in your current role with youth for many years now, and I have to believe there have been many times it wasn't easy or you were wondering if you were really making a difference. So what, what helped you stick with it?
2: Well, there have been lots of times where I have felt like the impact I was having with the youth was minimal, but I'm not doing this just for impact. Of course, I hope I will have impact, but I am doing this out of obedience to what Christ has called me to do. I am to go wherever He calls me, but I am also willing to stay and do what He has last called me to do. And working with youth is what He called me to almost 25 years ago, and He hasn't directed me any other place. There have been a lot of conversations and hangouts that didn't feel life-changing. In fact, most of them haven't felt life-changing at all. But God uses people as we just faithfully walk alongside others.
0: That's such a great word, Sherry. I, I saw a statistic the other day that the average person will change jobs 10 to 15 times in their career. And certainly there's nothing wrong with changing jobs or ministry callings as the Lord leads. But your story really reminds me of the power of continuity. If you look at places where great impact has happened over time, you will almost always find people who stuck to something for a long time through all the ups and all the downs. Not to put you on the spot, but how do you think the continuity that your, your, that your youth group has experienced, both with you
2: and the long-term volunteers that you've had, has positively affected it? Well, first of all, don't think I didn't change jobs a lot. I am amazed and thankful at the variety of jobs that I have held. I just did most of my changing of jobs in my teens and 20s. However, I will also say that doing one job over the long haul Um, allows there to be a depth of impact, and that is really rewarding. And getting to see youth go on to faithfully walk with Jesus and begin to impact others wherever they are has encouraged me more than I ever thought possible. And I think it's also important that youth see me walking faithfully. And I'm just so thankful that God has allowed me to stick with youth ministry and has given me the opportunity to see some fruit among the youth. That's so great to hear. I was just thinking about our younger
0: listeners who are in a season of life where they're trying lots of new things and they're very mobile. And I think this is a great time of life to try new things and to figure out what God is calling you to do. But it is so important to remember that if you want to make this kind of impact, you're going to have to stick with something and persevere. And it isn't always going to be exciting or feel like you're making a difference. But then you get down the road a ways and you can look back and you can see the difference that you've made.
1: Yeah, that's so true. I've just been sitting here thinking about how applicable what you've shared is for international mission missions efforts, Sherry. And it's interesting that we just had a podcast a while back about the value of short-term trips. I think this is kind of the other side of that, how important a sustained long-term effort is. While strategic impact can and does happen on short-term trips, more than anything, it's going to take people planning their lives down among these people groups, learning the language, building long-term relationships, and persevering over time. And I think it will be a lot like your experience with youth. You may not be able to point to some earth-shaking thing that's happened on any given day, but as Amy said, you can look back over time and say, wow, the Lord has done some things.
2: I can definitely say that the Lord has done great things, and I know that He's going to continue to do that.
0: It's been so wonderful to have you with us today, Sherry. And we're so grateful for your faithfulness among the nations and among the youth of America.
1: Yes, it's been an honor. Please come back and visit us on the podcast again. We'll be sure to remind you where you put your desk every time you come back and and remind you that you're always welcome to come work with us.
2: (laughs) Well, thank you for having me today. And I pray that God will raise up many laborers for the harvest out of those you are faithfully helping send this summer.
0: And as always, if you want to ask a question or suggest a topic, write us at podcast.onelink at gmail.com. We'll see you again next time.
1: See you next time.